commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! Yes. You may fire when ready. Ah, good evening, fellows. Oh, Grex, how are you? Good to see you, buddy. Yes, improv. Flying in from Polis Massa, you know. Oh, how's the weather on Polis Massa? Well, you know, I was inside a biodome, so. <laughs> right. Never yeah, really went outside. It's quite <laughs> inhospitable. <laughs> right, an asteroid and all. Um, I imagine inside was pretty inhospitable, too. Mm-hmm. Shall I begin? Uh, yes, please, please. <clears throat> From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Greg's comeback, noticing the core well news. Your holiday news service providing in-depth coverage for the latest stories around the galaxy. Now, here's your second rundown for April 22nd, 2022. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. But first, this news. All right, uh, welcome to Core World News, everyone. Thank you very much, Grex, uh, Grant and Adam here in the house with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> in the in yeah. the ast- floating asteroid um hollow net station uh yeah we and we're gonna cover the news today uh it's been a minute since core world news has covered actual news i don't even know if it's news it might be <laughs> you rumors, may wonder what this podcast is <laughs> i know you think it'll it's, be a news podcast but it's, it's like, you dabble into many yeah 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 it's fantastic but um and, news um, was where we started yeah, so true, actually recently we were, we were uh, well, I think Adam was not here last week, so welcome back, Adam. We'll, uh, Thank you. Well, I'm going to pick your brain on battles soon, uh, All right. but I, well, let's hop into the news, us being a news resource. First bit of news is that uh, there'll be two new characters were announced for Andor, the Andor series that's coming up, um, and... There'll be uh, one of them, not really that surprising. We get an Imperial Guard will be in there. So the, the red guys with the cone heads, which are kind mm-hmm. of amazing. Um, and Masa Meda will be uh, in the show, which is pretty cool. Nice. I think at one point we had guessed about the Emperor, that he is not at all confirmed at all. So it's interesting that maybe we'll get a character exploration of one of um, Palpatine's lessers here. What, what do you think about this rumor? Um, but potentially cool idea. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think if I think if we're going back to course on it all, or at least to see, I, I mean, if there's so many things I want to say, but if we're going to see those, if we're going to see Massimita, and uh, uh, a royal guard, we're probably going to see the emperor. We know that we we know that he's game to come well, back. I'm, I'm guessing we're going to see Mon Mothma, right? And Mon Mothma confronting mm-hmm. Massimita, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, the Senate. Um, that could be that could be fun. It's actually seeing the Senate in action because we hear about it in A New Hope. And it's like, let's let's actually go there during the time of Rogue One, you know, like or just before that in Andor's history. Yeah, fun. I'd love to see how it's, quote unquote, functioning right in live action under the Empire. It'd be really interesting. Yeah, we actually get some of that like prequel energy, like politics poli sci in there i, I want yeah. Some of that um yeah it'd be kind of cool i mean i was hoping for the emperor like and that you know masameda would be like sort of a you know i assume like slymore and masameda are always flanking him uh the emperor at this point but um we have been reading several comics that have all those characters in them so maybe that's why my mind's there but um pretty cool see live action imperial troopers again and like i'd love to see them actually in action like fighting yeah, I would well, too. Like, I rebel secret service, like yeah, like andor just I don't know sabotaging these like massive you know imperial shipyards, like doing just like this crazy kind of uh, rebellious activity before Rogue One. You know, like just stuff yeah. that makes him storied before he's in Rogue One. Yeah, definitely. Like taking on a squad of imperial guards would be pretty cool. Um, Lords of the Sith is one of the early novels in the new canon and. It was wild. It it read read like an eight year old writing fan fiction. Sometimes like it was just like and then lightsabers and lightning and, and monsters. And it was like all action packed Vader and uh, Palpatine and uh, the Imperial Guard. And uh, I don't know, but it was the it was all cool. And the Imperial Guards fighting is something we've never seen in live action. So I want to check that out. 
Yeah, right. I mean, those characters, I mean, they captured my imagination when I was a kid, right? Like, they were just something new and so cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, so we've also been talking a lot about Acolyte, and I, I grabbed a couple pieces of interesting information. One, there's also, so there's been, it's good and bad. I'll just start there. Um, so some of the mm-hmm. good is that uh, two new characters have been cast, um, uh person named Miri and a person named Paul. And um, they are allegedly both going to be dark side like users. Um, so they're casting more dark side users. And it was so Miri Good. would be like a younger girl and Paul would be an older guy. And that's what it is. Paul, I don't know about a proper Christian name in Star Wars, but here we are. I mean, the, I know having just rewatched the Dune from this year, Every time, like Paul Atreides, that, that right. it's Paul Atreides. It's gonna, it's a Dune reference. Everything's I, all after watching, reading those books, and watching that movie is like, oh, everything's a Dune reference. Literally everything is a Dune reference. And maybe it's a placeholder. They're like, this is essentially like what we're, yeah, you know, the vibe we're going for, and we'll change yeah. later. That might, if that happens, I might unseat Tobias Beckett for the least yeah, Star yeah. Wars name I've ever heard. Right. Star Wars. Well, yeah. actually, just to me, that like, that signifies this is going to be like a devout Sith character or like yeah. someone who's just learning about the sith ideology and maybe like you know uh from the ground like, up yeah yeah and then i feel like yeah in that way they're going to be uh we're going to get a lot of dark side users it's going to be yeah people having visions much like dune it'll be a lot of prophecy yeah i imagine i hope um, so it's super exciting that series just sounds so fascinating uh what's the bad news <laughs> well so the bad news is you know that series we love and we're talking about, and that's exactly the series I want to get. Um, it has been p- heavily pushed back. Okay. For it, in favor of a new High Republic live action show. Oh well, okay. Hmm. Who's but, helming the hmm. High Republic live action show? So that's what I've been trying to figure out. Um, is that John Watts? Is that Spider-Man uh, director John Watts? It, they they described it as a mysterious. Um, uh, High Republic show. So obviously Andor and Ahsoka are coming out soon. Um, and we're yeah. on, the pre- on the precipice of Kenobi. Um, but yeah, so they, I think then they're talking about a High Republic show and then, um, and then we'll get Acolyte. So, but then, so it's at, kind of at odds with the casting news, right? Um, so maybe a dubious rumor. We'll see. Um, there is there's no information, but uh, about the uh, High Republic show, but there there apparently is one in the works that's in secret. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised by this. I mean, just watching, you know, how much the High Republic has taken off in the other media, right? Like, yeah. I think we've talked about the fact that there's really just a few books announced. Now there's a lot of books announced, a lot of comics announced. A lot of things just keep they and that clearly shows because, you know, first and foremost, Lucas Lucas is a is a well, Disney and 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 Star Wars is a brand. Right. So clearly this has struck a chord in Star Wars fans, the higher public. I know it has for me. So I'm so that's kind of when you announce that, like, I'm really excited for the acolyte. But I'm like, I don't know. It's a bit of a Sophie's choice. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, maybe I will wait another year or two if that means we that gives us a, a higher public show because I like that era a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'd be amazing to see it in a live action. I mean, it's it, huge if true, right? Yeah, that would be great. I would, I would love that show. I did hear about a like Kevin Feige project as well, and I wonder. Yeah, I've been hearing rumblings yeah, of that as well. Because yeah. the High Republic could be a long and winding serialized sort of like series of, of films, or you know, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. streaming premium shows. So. You get a lot out of the higher public. So one movie yeah. might it, it might just be like the beginning of a larger higher public initiative. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's like they kind of made this out of nothing, you know, like they picked an interesting era that didn't step on any like old EU eras. I think a lot of people would like I to think see we got to go back. Yeah, for Kiati Mundy's, you know, thousand years before the Sith. I think we we have mm-hmm. to go back before. Yeah, a thousand at years. some point, right? At some point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just. Part of me is just like, just do it all, right? Like, right. like, 
just just you have all those errors you can play around with go way way back go way way forward right like play around with all this stuff i know i know they don't really want to touch right after episode nine which i get i'm not against that like give that some breathing room let people kind of figure it out maybe come up with a plan this time um and then like but but there's so many other errors that you can talk about i mean the fact that they it's gonna sound like a weird sentence they only went a few hundred years in the past right to do the high republic that still freed them up quite a bit for storytelling so imagine like if you go a few thousand years in the past right they can do really whatever they want yeah like it's a slightly conservative jump you know another like I, I think they're being very conservative with their choices. And um, I mean, High Republic, it's a bit, still a big swing. Like it's a total blank canvas except for Yoda. Right. And like, and Yariel Poof, like that's, those are the only characters that are holding over. But, Elbow, uh, for yeah. Yeah. But they can still sort of yeah. build on the, con- the canon. They can set, you know, all the stuff they're doing with Sullust and like, it's the foundations of the, you know, Skywalker saga that we know. So, um, yeah, pretty cool. I, I'm definitely stoked to see that show. They've put so much into this era. Um, it's a really fascinating story, and um, there's a lot of lot of dimensions. We still it, it still has barely begun, so we don't even know really yeah. what the High Republic is yet. It's and it's interesting. Like I know they want they're talking like you said they're talking about doing a show, but like the the novels have a pretty clear timeline built out, and yeah. and as we know, Star Wars is precious with their canon, right? And so. I don't know. Are they going to go further back before what's taking place in the novels? That's why the that's why the acolyte made sense to me because yeah. that was supposed to be like budding right up against the 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 you know the 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 age that we first meet them in the prequels. So there's room there. We know the novels aren't going up there, but it just it's just this weird thing where what are they going to tell us that we haven't already read in the do, books, do or are they just going to do a retelling? Be a canonization of the sort of birth of the the rule of two not i guess not the birth of it but like the the players that are actually following it and we're just catching up with them do you think it'll be like the reveal of these the duo that are the sith at this point you think it'll be that sort of reveal and it'd be a giant sort of cross media sort of exploration of film and premium shows and all this kind of stuff to show where like the sith are at just before palpatine yes in axis plan yeah i definitely i'm hoping for that. that And we yeah. won't know them. I mean, It'll just be a new pair. Um, maybe Dark Side. Maybe the Sith are a big feature at Star Wars Celebration. Maybe it's like, here we go. Here is the Dark Side. Now, you, like yeah. Obi Wan, the Hope. You're seeing all these 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 uh, idols of hope. These characters that are represent the light side. But then yeah. maybe some some montage video ends with Vader. It's Hayden celebrated. Vader's back. It's Dark Side exploration, and then the Sith basically in the High Republic era and more delving into the Sith in, in ways that don't involve Palpatine or. So I've been collecting to kind of answer that question, Grant, that we started out with, like, is this the recanonization of the rule too? Cause it would be kind of recanonization. And the reason I'm using that is because I've been collecting the essential legends collections that they've been releasing, which they've been republishing. Yeah. And there are very, if you look at the things they've, they've released prior, they've released the first two books of Rose Quadrant which makes sense because there was a movie and still is technically on the slate rogue squadron. They have released, um, Kenobi. That makes sense. Right. We, uh, they yeah. have re-released the air of the empire trilogy, which makes sense because we're getting Thrawn now. And I'm, I really do think we're going to get a new version of the air of the empire saga in the TVs. Mm-hmm. They've also released the Darth Bane trilogy. Like they've released the, the rule of two that I like, they really want to, I think, tell that dark side story. And I think we might get that in some form. And I would love that. That's that. Those books are so good and show how you can center a story around the Sith. That's compelling. and makes you root for someone, even though, you know, they're like following the dark side. Right. (laughs) Right. And I mean, I don't want to blow the end of the, that trilogy, but let's just say Darth Bane might still be around in some way and like could be in this show at this time period. Cause right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's 500 years uh, before the battle of the Avon. Right. And yeah. So his, you know, real, that story took place 200 years before this, but like the way, you know, the Sith seem to stay alive, it'd be interesting if, you know, how far removed from Darth Bane 
are they during the higher public? I'm just, you know, it would be like total blank slate for Sith. Yeah. um, And it would be fun to create some more baddies. So I'm going to do this live and propose this live. We, we have talked about doing rereads. We've talked about doing character studies. Yes. Um, We have a lot going on. I'm not saying this for next week, but let's, let's pencil this in for the summer. We should just do a reread of that trilogy and cover and do, and do a Darth Bane deep dive and read those three books again. Yeah, that'd be I fun. The Bane books. Yeah. Those are some good beach reads right there. Sit down and just crush some some Bane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I got some flights coming up. I could, I could use some yeah. something to do. Okay, well, we'll put that on the slate. That would be fun to do. Uh, um, another little smidgen of news. Um, I, I didn't know this, but uh, Natalie Holt is going to be the composer for uh, Kenobi. And... Um, it's the first uh, female composer in Star Wars, so that's a new thing. And um, she gave an interview the other day and was just saying general things like trying to do her own stuff. It's, she said she used uh, 250 horns on the score, including a Sold. hunting horn. Yeah. Oh. So, you know, like so. And she's a, a violinist, uh, a classical violinist by trade. Um, so it's going to be a really... You know, as synthetic as Gordonson was, even though he had some nice sort of tribal feel to him, this is, I think, going to be like pure classical. Um, she she also did the music for Loki, right? Yes, uh, she did. Which was oh yeah, it was um, it's really good score and very very fantasy. Like that that fits that tone perfectly. Yeah. I mean, I think that makes so much. I mean, like I love what Gordonson was doing with the Mandalorian, and it makes yeah. sense for the Mandalorian. And this makes sense for Kenobi. Kenobi is a classical character, a classic yeah. character. You use classical music with him. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so she also let slide that um, John Williams composed the theme for Obi-Wan. He, he wrote. That's a new right. Theme. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she they had the quote. It was I'm paraphrasing a little bit. He's like, uh, he's like, I'd like to work on Benny's theme if I could. Meaning Ben Kenobi. <laughs> Um, I like, yeah, love to do that. <laughs> That's amazing. I love how they're, how they're activating. Will uh, activating him now. Like, like yeah. they don't use him for full movies. I don't think we're ever going to get another yeah. full movie. John Williams score, but like he, I mean, I, I, saying that he's one of the best composers of all time is like just an understatement, but like yeah. just in terms of star Sky Wars, blue. he, he just <laughs> understands star Wars. And I still remember, when you walk into Galaxy's Edge, they have his theme playing on a loop. Yeah. That he wrote when you're going through the tunnel. Yeah. And I got chills the second time I walked through it. Like it just hearing that is like <laughs> it's like it's like basically it's the way to like instantaneously transport you to the Star Wars universe. And that's a new theme I'd never heard before, but you just know it's Star Wars and you can feel it. And so just hearing that theme play every time for the six weeks that we have, <laughs> Kenobi is gonna be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, um, well, you know, John Williams was saying that he felt like Ben Kenobi was the only character he hadn't written a theme for properly because he was mm. like, you know, he didn't last long in A New Hope. So, right. Um, I'm fascinated to see it because, you know, we got like a new uh, Han Solo theme. Um, I, I love all this theme. I mean, like, again, it's like and other news, grass is green and the sky is blue. And John <laughs> Williams is awesome. Writing scores. Right. Um. That's cool. And also, so I guess um, Natalie uh, used sort of his theme as a basis of what she did the rest of the, 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 you know, the theme to sound like. And that's why I think she one of the reasons she leaned heavily on classical. Um, but we'll see how it goes, because, you know, John Williams can he'll like bring in a random element, right, to like change the whole mood of the piece. Like, yeah, I'm wondering how close it will be to uh, like sort of Luke's motif like that. Mm. that that theme because i wonder how how close obi-wan is to the center of the story i feel like he's like integral to the original trilogy to the point and i think when luke is you know in the x-wing and obi-wan's talking to him at the end i think there is music there that i think might be incorporated into the mm-hmm. obi-wan that's that'd be really interesting if he kind of yeah. went back and borrowed from himself yeah. right well right. yeah you know he'll like he'll take a musical you know he'll borrow from a musical theme to tell tell mm-hmm. the story 
Um, he does that all the time. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. uh, Duel of Fates. It'll borrow a little more from Duel of Fates. Oh, I, I did yeah. leave out the line where Natalie said there will be a voice, like human voice in the thing as well. So Fantastic. That's kind of yeah. that might be spoiling it for me, but um, it could be a play off of Duel of Fates. I don't that know. Like, kind of so amped for this, guys. Right? Yeah. I mean, so. and his I mean, his character themes are just amazing. Like, I just I know some of the people were, were somewhat lukewarm on the on the on the sequel trilogy. But like, I'll get Ray's theme just stuck in my head. And now I just said it. It'll literally be in my head for a week now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just I was like. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not a guy who gets saw like gets like classical themes stuck in his head, but like just that and Kylo's and just the use of Kylo's like using it in major chords at the end of oh that of episode nine is just amazing and just yeah yeah very cool very cool um uh, all right one more piece of news this is why I think I wanted to do a new segment in the first time um in the first place rather uh Am- Amy Hennig. Uh, that's right um they, right yeah. she has a new star wars game mm-hmm. and it's a reportedly so amy Hennig, amy hennig uh ran um what is uh, uncharted well she was at uncharted uh, naughty dog making uncharted yeah, yeah. basically i think yeah. it made the first one um yeah and i think uh, she had a star wars game planned with visceral games before they shut down and mm, it right. was uh that was that was project ragtag and that was about right. a, 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 this lone alder survivor of alderon sort of like indiana jones type with like a whip and like a pretty cool ensemble and i guess you know traversing the galaxy i don't know if i don't know if they're the if those are the correct details but that's just what i've heard in rumors just that's uh, yeah story. that's what i heard as well is that it's a revival of that project ragtag um game wow which is great that means they're listening it's like it doesn't matter that it's not the greatest star wars game of all time like people want single player games like let's get that going i'm sure it was a fantastic game that they made yeah i mean i i i devoured those first three uncharted games when they came out like i i remember i was was living in dc and i think the second one came out right around christmas and i was i drove to my parents house i was like working on my dissertation and I drove up to my parents' house and I was sleeping on the couch because they're they're living in an apartment at the time. And I literally packed my PlayStation Three, I think, like with me, <laughs> like rented a yeah. car, like had like a stack of games. I think it was like that, maybe The Last of Us. I just can't even remember. And I just sat there, and like I was like a thirty year old teenager where I just sat there in the living room, like drinking Coke and like playing <laughs> that game. Oh, it's like stay up all night, and my parents would come out and be like my boxers, like playing video games. It was the best and most shameful moment of my life. Uh, but it's just like those games were addictive like because they they are super fun to play. They're very polished and the storytelling is great. Right. Like I, I would almost that's one of those first games that I would play a lot to get to the cutscenes, Right. Yeah. Like or I just wanted the story to unfold. Right. Um, kind of the opposite of how I play an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, exactly. You're like, can I just fight some people now? Yeah, I will skip past this story. But I, but I story. guess this, uh, the new game that she's uh, been hired to create is with with a uh, Skydance New Media. That's mm. the that's studio, that JJ's? studio behind it. I think it's studio. I think, no, I think um, Henning is co-owner of the studio. I think there's okay, okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's Skydance Media. Found by yeah, David Ellison. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And Skydance made the announcement. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I think did Skydance do 1313? No, that was uh, someone else. Okay. No, no, no. I'm no, reading no, this. Right. It's fine. Uh that's what I was thinking. Of. So I was I was looking at Skydance um in terms of their um movie production arm. Right. Right. They do a lot with uh with um uh tom cruise okay oh right right <laughs> you all the mission impossibles the jack reachers the top gun maverick so anyways it's a, it's an official announcement this is not a rumor. <laughs> this is not a drill there will be another game that's uh, awesome so that's pretty exciting i also want to say i know we're trying to move uh, move on but i just want to say i'm very excited to have a star wars game possibly centered around a non-force user yeah um because favorite cool game like Bounty Hunter and Republic Commando, or like yeah. some of the non, not, you know, don't get me wrong, like Jedi Fallen Order is amazing and I love 
wielding a lightsaber, but like give me a blaster sometimes, right? Like just, yeah. just yeah. You know what's weird is the the main characters was supposed to be this sort of actually I mean, very Nathan Drake esque swashbuckler um, character, but uh, I mean. If you reskinned it to be Afra, it'd be a really cool game. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, I'm sure there has to be some sort of heart to this story because it is like Afra's an Alderanian and it takes place in the original trilogy. But uh, I, I'd be ready for an Afra game. That'd be so fun. Uh, give me an Uncharted Afra game any right. day of the week. Give me anything in Afra, yeah. Afra in any. Yeah. Afra is like a logical progression on from Nathan Drake, right? It's like a character with more dimensions to them, like, but still snark and humor. And uh, yeah. it would be, that would be fun. If we get through 2022 without either seeing Afra or having an announcement of Afra in some other media, other than books and comics, I'm going to start writing strongly worded letters to people. <laughs> Dear sirs and madams. Yes. Um, there are so many characters I'd like to be the, you know, lead in a video game i mean yeah you know, like Boba like a game like yes a yeah. mando and Grogu yeah. game a mando yeah a triple a mando and Grogu game what if you did what if you did a what if you did a mando game that was just like what was it yoshi's island 2 where every time you would lose baby mario it would start crying and you'd have to yeah. go back and catch him so every time you lose baby go Grogu, you have to go running back and has the most hey, annoying yoshi. sound in the world <laughs> a dozen eggs now and again just, just me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be exciting. That'd be great. Um, I no, also will just try to eat everything around you. And yeah, you just stop from eating everything. Yeah, just like yeah, love it. Uh, that is amazing, um, Adam. While we got you here, and before we move on, uh, we oh, talked right. a lot yeah. about battles last week, but we didn't have your insight. <laughs> uh, we gave you know our top three uh, battles in the stars, wars in the stars, if you will. What um, did, how close were we on guesses for you? I mean, you were spot on. It's very funny because uh, behind the scenes, uh, we were texting a little bit. I just wasn't able to make it. And, you know, Ben said, if you have time, you know, feel free to text your choices. And I just I didn't have time. And so when I listened back uh, at and and Ben and Grant were so sure they had my right answers and they were so sure that they both were thinking, thinking of the same thing. And then it turned out they were thinking of two separate things, and yet they're both 100% right. They nailed two out of my three choices. And I, and I was forming them before listening and during listening. And so, so Grant had mentioned, I think it was Grant had mentioned, um, the opening of, of episode three, which is like, that, that was me. I, oh, is that, was that, so I got flipped. So that was Ben. And my favorite thing I was talking to Carly, my wife about that, where I'm just like, every time I rewatch episode three, and it's going to come across a little snarky. I'm just like, Oh my God, I think this movie's the best movie ever. I love this movie. I love this movie. And it gets like 15 minutes and I'm like, Oh, that's right. This movie's fine. <laughs> like I love it. Cause it's star Wait, Wars, but I'm like, Oh, it's, it's my least favorite star Wars. Movie. That was my well, yeah. one. That was yeah. my number one. It's my, it's up there for that opening. is amazing. Like, like it, it tricks me into thinking that revenge of the Sith, my favorite star Wars movie for about 15 minutes, which is amazing. Um, and then the other one that was mentioned was the Yuuzhan Vong war. Yeah. It's hard to say a battle. Cause there's so many of them. Right. I mean, by the way, I'm a book and a half away of finishing that series. Oh my gosh, I feel like you've been working on this for three years. It's been at least it's been over, it's been at least two years. I mean, it's like 17 books long, and I read it at night, so I read about like five percent of a book every night. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I, but I am enjoying it quite a bit more than I would expect. I think lowered expectations. Um, I would have said Hoth, but that felt like cheating. So I yeah, that would that. have been cheating. I would have forced yeah. Out of you. So my number three which I thought of was the battle of Kerr, which I actually had to look up what it was titled. And that's from the end of the first book of the higher public era. And I love it. I love the way that's written in that book. Um, I love the fact that we get, we have, we get to see the, um, the Jedi's um, cross beams or no. Wait, yeah. What are they called, uh, what are they, that's what I was trying to figure long so, beams. Yeah. yeah the vectors and the long vectors yeah. in, in action. And we get that amazing like micro jumps, like that chaos yeah. of right. the Nihil a, I just love that. They're like just releasing gas into the area yeah, and gas, just like gassing. And, and then they're and doing like the micro jumps and then we get scare skur losing his arm like yeah. we get the chaos and I, and I just loved seeing that. I think part of it was seeing it in multiple formats, like seeing it in comics, reading it in multiple books. Like I just, it's one of the battles 
outside of live action or animated that I could completely visualize. Right. And so I really, so that, that was my number three. Yeah. Jedi's and vectors turns mm-hmm. out amazing. Yeah. 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 And I actually, yeah, I'm a big fan of the long beam design too. Yeah. Too. I mean, it, yeah, the concept art's great. I can't wait until that concept art book uh, comes out. Yeah. Um, all right. Awesome. Well, why don't we move along on to uh, Darth Vader? Sure. All right, we're back again with another Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. Yay. Uh, We're going to... Yeah. Uh, We got Vader to talk about this week. We got the next run, uh, issues 18 through 22, which is actually the first half of the Crimson Dawn, I think, 10-part series, but they're breaking it up in half. What's that? Who's keeping track? really just key who's keeping track uh but we're gonna talk about it crimson wave yeah yeah we we sure are uh and we already (laughs) we already covered a little bit of this when we talked about bounty hunters but i think i think what we'll talk a bit about is contrasting how bounty hunters versus vader are incorporating the crimson rain into their arcs um but before we do that let's give credit where credit's due um so this Run is brought to you by Pack, Kirk, Villanova, Inyenko, Sinclair, Karamanga, Cutter, Eisenhov, Stengam, and Renaud. Lovely. Uh, lovely work. Beautiful comic. I'm always yeah. looking forward to Vader. Um, it's, you know, it, it's got a whole different patois to it than all the yeah. other comics. It's very yeah. black and red. Yeah. And the first issue of this arc starts out with Red flashbacks, right? Right to yeah. Cloud City. Yeah. The flashback work, like the parallel storytelling is, I think, what Greg Pak's strong suit. Like, it's it's some, it's some just the best part of the this comic, especially when you go through Vader's motivation from beginning to end of, of these issues from 18 to 22. Uh, you definitely feel like he's trying to establish order because he feels like finish politics. Yeah. Uh, I dare you to finish bureaucracy. <laughs> it's, it's not working. Like it, Imperial bureaucracy is not working. There's, there's moles, there's infiltrators in inside everywhere. And he, this is something he's been, this political journey started in attack of the clones. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Like this whole series is, predicated on one of the most infamous scenes in Star Wars prequel history, right? Yeah. Which is Anakin and Padme on the fields of Naboo having Tumbling a conversation. Tumbling in the hay, if you will. Tumbling in the hay and having a conversation about politics, which, you know, we will, I will always, you know me, I will always stand for episode two. It is my favorite prequel. It is right in the middle of my of my Star Wars best ofs and yes uh the romance stuff is clunky i actually really like that conversation i've always appreciated that conversation between anakin and padme i think it is i i love i love his delivery which is not something you'll hear a lot about hayden christensen in the prequels i think he shows his how innocent he is right and how little he understands because he's been raised in this weird cult (laughs) And I just think it's that great. And I love the fact that so it's me. Oh, well, no, that's, a, me. that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> that's I the next do? scene, Grant. That's a different, that's, yeah, that's yeah, a different yeah. patois. That's a yeah, very Vader patois. Yeah. That, that one I cannot stand I, for. I recently watched this film and I adore it. I think <laughs> Attack of the Clones is quickly right. I was literally live tweet, like live tweeting, texting I, you guys. I was, I was like, that's, I was like, the chase through Coruscant is the best set piece moment so in all of it's Star so Wars, like yeah. period. Like there's I, none to compare. I was out um, with my wife when you were texting, we were actually running errands and I turned to her and I'm like, it's working. I have, I have, I was I like, have what language? Them. I never realized that Django speaks some, some secret language to Boba. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is, is that like Mandalorian? No, it's fet code. I was like, oh, code. Okay. that's amazing. Into this. It's just, that's such a good movie. It is very good. I think it's also kind of funny that, that, uh, scene the not here, the stuff, it's a little, it's a little <laughs> over the top, but that's, it. yeah but it's like it's it's it's, it's great like old stuff. ray harryhausen like like clash of the titans like i yeah. will argue for that yeah i know you almost yeah. want to see the jedi like running through the desert 
more than just trapped in the arena. Like, I agree. I feel like you only need eight like Jedi to like go into that arena. Yeah. You kind of get that after the like post arena, they're out on the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit more of that could have been interesting. Yeah. Um, Yes. But yeah, so back to that scene in the field. It's just funny. Have you seen the memes on the interwebs lately? And it's like it, it, it like over and over oh, again. Okay. Is it like the smile? Is it the smile with a straight face? Kind yeah, of? the Padme. Yeah, the smile with a straight face. Padme. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. For a democracy, about- right? Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like the frames were so close. I was like, are they gonna yeah. like actually pull this? Like pull like a meme? <laughs> it's uh, comic. My head would have broken. They flirt with it, but they don't do it. They do other sort of fun quotes later. Uh, but yeah, I love that talk and, and, you know, cause they're talking about the nature of like government and like what's corrupt and, you know, like how do you deal with corruption? Right. Or like, how do you build consensus and create progress that benefits everybody? And yeah. he's like, you know, democracy, this is what we do. And he's like, no, it's not good enough, which I'm sure we've all said to ourselves uh, at some point in our life. Yeah. And it's but- like, they, everyone should be made to think a certain way, you know, one way to get things done. All right. I'm like. Two and a half beers deep. Uh, so I'm going to get like. Slow down there. I know. It's, I'm going to get wild here for a second. But like, it is someone who is literally raised in government having a conversation with someone who is raised in a cloistered religion. Yeah. About how the world should be run. Right. Like, I don't think we give that scene enough credit. Like, that's kind of amazing when you think about it and very connected to a lot of what's going on currently right and like they're like the central they're the poles you know across which the gamut of politics run in star wars you know yeah and really in current times too right sort of authoritarianism versus um democracy and, right. yeah and i think you know we've mentioned this before it's, lucas believed in a benevolent dictator and you know there haven't been many of those um but that that's what essentially Anakin was hinting at, but of course it's fraught with peril and we see the peril. Yeah. And what's cool about this comic is that that scene directly foreshadows his actions in this comic. It's yep. like, yes. I'm, he's like, I'm going to drain the swamp, uh, the Imperial bureaucracy, <laughs> but, but he's used like, what's so yeah. cool about the, these, these comics is that everyone's pulling a fast one. Like, like Ochi is playing all sides. Uh, we get a, awesome return of an awesome character that we got in back in the dark heart of the Sith arc. Um, what's the Dolans? We got yeah. Sabe back yeah. in. Yeah. Um, yeah. By she's, the way, yeah, her, her drip, like her swag in like the issues after this Elite. looks awesome. It's like yeah. black vest, like Vader esque colors mixed with sort of Leia, like attire. It's, it's really cool. Like, I yeah, we see, we see her in the uh, one of the Crimson Dawn outposts and she narrowly escapes Vader. But uh, incognito, she's wearing like this cool helmet and cape and like, you know, the suit. It's uh, it's a good look. I was I like, feel oh, like this, this is the makings of a Vader show. If they ever want to do one on Disney Plus, it's like this, this return of Sabe, sort of someone who resembles Padme, like someone who's triggering like all his emotions. Uh, I feel like that's a fun way to do a, a series yeah. with Vader. You wanted to really make him look vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, y'all should read this, but I'm about to spoil the end right now. Yeah. Um, at the end of this, finally. So they, they, I mean, yes, everyone's playing each other. They're bouncing back and forth with allegiances. Vader is the, you know, the most powerful piece on the board and he's being played, but then they find out that he's playing the players and like, you know, all this, but um, Sabe through this arc, puts the pieces together and makes a guess and says, you're Anakin Skywalker. Well, yeah. It yeah, felt like a, so. felt like a Bruce Wayne moment to me. Right. I was about to say, can we, I was about to say, can we spoil the Batman for people? Yeah. Because I had the same reading of that where I'm yeah, like, yeah, are yeah. we going to get like this slow clap? Bruce yeah. Wayne. Yeah. Bruce Wayne. Which means Why should I be anyway. scared of. Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker. Skywalker. <laughs> Only one we didn't get. 
<laughs> right. uh, no, but uh, yeah, I yeah, not, not to spoil that, but uh, but obviously the the setup here is that Vader's sworn to take out all of Crimson Dawn because they yeah. made him look like a fool during the War of the Bounty Hunters with the after the yeah, the that's also ball, his the, task the, the dinner been party, yeah. yeah, and then the huts, the the hut cartel attacking all this kind of stuff. He was like going to take out all of Crimson Dawn. Uh, Sabe plants a note of not a note, but a database of, of all these people who are said to be um, Crimson Dawn infiltrators right. in, in the yeah. Empire. Yeah. And How just that the Empire, it's like it's other lords and regional governors, too. Right. It's like just it's mm-hmm. not just the Empire. Um, and then Vader just goes out and just goes on this this massacre onslaught, taking out all these these people who are said to be part of this on this list. This, yeah. This day. And what we find out is half the list is accurate. I think that's the thing that like let's not let's not like forget about that. Like Sabe's a boss and cold blooded. Cold blooded, yeah. And I love her in this series. Like she clearly is not in Crimson Dawn's pocket. She's got her own agenda, right? And she's like, yeah. Like the, what she have that line where she talks about yeah, sometimes every every organization needs a culling. I can't remember how she refers to it as of just like, yeah, you just need to get rid of some people yeah. in your organization. I thought I, she does when she she does have to reprogram the droid at some mm-hmm. point, and she says, uh, like, oh, I'm a rebel informant. I have to reprogram you. You know, I have to remove your imperial di- diagnostics or something uh, because she's she's part of the rebellion or because she had, she worked has worked with the rebellion or something. Right. And I was like, okay, so she's part of the rebellion. Like that's where yeah. I just took it as she's part of the rebellion, but I guess she's not. She's definitely plays all sides as well. Like she doesn't even trust Crimson Dawn. Right. I think, I think she, she has side of the Amidalans. Exactly. She has right. one mission in life and that's to uh, avenge Amidala, I think, right. Avenge Padme. Or revenge. Or so revenge? cool that she goes to Polis Massa and finds yeah. like the, the, the broken, abandoned sort of like birthing chamber. Yeah, I've seen that uh, place a lot lately. That's where she. Wow, that's true. That was cool. That was a cool scene. That's when she finds out that uh, Padme A had a son, um, mm-hmm. and B the father was Anakin Skywalker. But we also get one pivotal line. We get there's still good at him. Yes, that crushed me actually. When I saw that, when when the, yeah, that was a great moment. I, Those are her last words, right? Yeah, yeah. That or was Padme's a last words. So, pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there. I will always think back to my original viewing episode three. That that rocked me in the theater. Like yeah. it, it hit me. I mean, as much as you kind of go back and you recontextualize and you reanalyze the movie and you think about what worked and what didn't. In that original viewing of episode three, I got super choked up when I heard that line, right? Just yeah. connecting it to episode six. That's why I, I have a tough time watching uh, Revenge of the Sith, because it's like the, the last act is just it's gut rough. punch after gut punch. Yeah. Gut punch, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the fall of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. All right. Cool. So we've been hovering around this enough. Let's talk about the, the our, my new favorite character, G90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. The ball. Is that the big ball? <laughs> the ball droid. Ball. That Vader straight up rides. Rides. Oh yeah, runs on. Right. Like a bear in the circus. He just yeah. runs. Like a... I was confused about that. That part I think is static, where I think there's like oscillating wheels around it. Yeah. yeah. I think so that's... he can stand. I was like, like is is Vader actually dancing on a ball right now? Is yeah. That... I, first time I read it, and that's why I wish. The second time I stared at that. <laughs> I stared at that for like 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, there's just exactly there's yeah. a center that the center for some reason doesn't spin. Right. The sides do, which I guess works. But yeah, yeah, yeah I tried to work that out. And then I was like, that. no. Uh, anyway, yeah. anyone who hasn't read this comic, please just Wikipedia G90. G E E dash 90. N I N T Y. Google it. You will not regret it. Yeah, uh, it's super effective. Spherical droid the size of a PT cruiser, uh, and yeah, who wields dual blasters at one point. I don't know what's holding the dual blaster. Oh yeah, it can just yeah, it can just cough just out thermal out. detonators like whenever. <laughs> uh, and overall, good good guy. I don't know what what. I like that whole pronounce. crew. 
Like, I like the Revenger fighters. I like that whole crew. I like... <sighs> you, I mean, all right. Let can we talk about this the nomenclature? Revengers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, like, does anyone remember the original way that Thor Ragnarok yes. was... Okay, I'm not the only one, right? That's the way that movie was marketed before they because they did not know how to market that movie right and the movie was like look we're the revengers right and that's yeah. how they it's like an avengers movie but in space with with thor and the hulk and and valkyrie right and it was like we're the revengers and loki but it's just like it's so weird to see that because every time i read that i'm like yeah that's just a that's a that's a marvel thing yeah it's <laughs> a little it's a little a pretty obvious wink and nod we're not I the think... Revengers. We're the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also weird because Valance, yes, Valance is in this, and I guess we should talk about that at some point. Yeah. Valance actually says Valance unrecognizable in I know. this series. Hold on. Before we get into the, to Valance deep, I want to mention that he at some point refers to one of them as so you're a Revenger, which means that in the Star Wars universe. A revenger is a proper noun that is used by people. Like people refer to other people in the Star Wars universe as a revenger. Like I don't a know because it was kind of the joke. <laughs> it was kind of a yeah. running joke, and I think he's just trying to grind it in <laughs> he there. Just picked it up. Okay. Can I just lay the, the land here? Like, so mm -hmm. for people who haven't read this, there's this cadre that forms of three revengers, um, and yeah. then and then I don't want to hear talking, talking smack about about Ankla or. Tonka. Siri. Uh, all right. I'm not talking about. I like these. I'm not I talking like smack Avengers. about the members of the Revengers. I'm talking about the nomen. I'm talking smack yes. about the nomenclature. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's interesting. Um, yeah. So we have th three assassins, master assassins from the Master Assassins Guild that that our beloved G90 is one of them. Um, and then three Revengers. And they're all being directed by Ochi and Vader and Valance is along for the ride because he has to be because <laughs> Vader just like Valance at the beginning of this comic is like, uh, why am I here? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, a good question. It was suffer. a good, hear, good question. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't really do much. He just sort of was like, he's going to kill all of you. Like, <laughs> yep. and he's going right. to kill you all. Yeah. You're all dead. Like in for a while, there's like a lot of hero worship of Vader. Like, that's how this arc starts out. This cadre follows him because he's killing Crimson Dawn, and that aligns the motives of a bunch of people. Uh, certainly the Revengers want revenge against Crimson yes. Dawn. And, um, but then the alliances start ping-ponging for everybody, and uh, it gets a little murky. But uh, it's an interesting crew. It's, like, good and bad are working yeah. together, and, like, you know, they make fun of them. They're like, you know, the heroes, oh, yeah, you go work with the Heroes. heroes. Yeah, and it was like used Apparently, as a pejorative. I have a theory, guys. Everyone at some point has worked for Crimson Dawn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it right. feels like that. Or um, is do it or not, Crimson Dawn is a tool of some kind. I will Almost say everyone has, touched, has a touch point with Crimson Dawn. One more comment about the Revengers, and then I want to talk about Crimson Dawn for a second. Is that the Revengers are in Wikipedia? They have their own entry, and it is a capital R. So it is a proper noun. Okay. I want to see like what's for this story group. It's not Wars, like there's it's other. No, correct. It is for this group, which is which makes me feel a little better. Like there's no other thing like that is a common term. Um, I will say. And we can talk a bit about how Crimson Dawn is used in this series versus how we saw them in Bounty Hunters. And we will talk about the Crimson Dawn series in a while once it wraps up it feels like they're only releasing issues every two months and that's why there's going to be five issues proper of crimson dawn while there's 10 issues of each comic within yeah. there's um, probably more kylo ren coming by the way so just there's really? another kylo ren wow in a comic form or just i believe comic form nice all right i'll take more kylo but i i want to say I was reading Vader, and what it made me realize is this actually does a good job of explaining why between episodes five and six, the rebellion was able to rebuild, right? Because clearly what was happening between five and six is that the that they were that the empire was fighting a war on two fronts, yeah. right? They were more focused on the Crimson and and, and prime syndicates, and that uh, that gave the space to the rebellion to rebuild. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
Um, but they're there because it's like, oh, they're suddenly the empire is dealing with all these infiltrators, and the the, the even the emperor knows allegedly who is in his Wait. midst. Right. I was but, thinking Crimson Dawn is like used by the emperor secretly. Maybe. I'm. I'm he thinks fast. they are. Like, sure. <laughs> he thinks he's pulling the strings. We'll see. Deals with him. Palpatine wouldn't let this last. I mean, come on. Like he's trying to find an angle on it. You know, I mean, like he's like, how can I work use this to my advantage? But you, you know, know my like, theory of of Palpatine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everything is within his plan because retroactively he says yes according to my plan. Right, and if it doesn't work out, he's like exactly as I expected it would. Or mm-hmm. like, so, anyways, we find we machine. find out that <laughs> Sabe has planted that database, but it's. It's like enemies of the Emmandalans. It's not like Crimson Dawn. Uh, members. Yeah, it's like half Crimson Dawn. It's and some of them are, but you can be a, an enemy right. of the Amadalans and a Crimson Dawn person. She doesn't care about Crimson Dawn. Yeah, yeah. She no. Doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but then we do find yeah. out that she does have some ties to Crimson Dawn because she's wearing that pin. Yeah. And, yeah. No, she's infiltrated Crimson Dawn. Right. Um, but right. It's, That's it's my all in the purpose of, of hunting Vader. That's um, right. She's like, she's actually I a, joined just a so Vader. I heard Vader was hunting Crimson Dawn, so I thought I'd join yeah. them as the fastest way to find him. She's a perfect opposite number for Vader because actually their their thinking and their um, motives are very much aligned. There's this really long um, series where Vader teaches his cadre about what happens when you you know take down one dictator, like what what happens like all these other factions spring up around it. And by using that mega super swamp monster that he killed uh, like 10 issues previous. Um, But then when we see Sabe doing the same thing, she's, she's like instantly like, I'm going to use the, you know, this crimson Dawn and my attachment, you know, my infiltration of the empire to have both of my enemies kill each other. And like that, that was like, both motives, both Vader and Sabe were doing the same thing at the same time um, at cross purposes. But um, it's a pretty cool team up there. I hope we see them together more. And plus, I'm looking behind Grant right now and he's got an yeah. image. I think yeah. this is that's the cover of the next of issue. That's the next issue, I think. I mean, 20, yeah, her yeah. like Sabe's I'm, I'm, dripping with swag. Yeah, like Vader. So swag. that's the thing. Like, I'm. Yeah, I'm going to ask a question that I I don't necessarily want us to get into physical capabilities and how this would be accomplished. But is there like, oh. are they, they going to like, are they going to put a romance twist on this? <laughs> are we going to get like romantic Vader? Well, we know what happened to the last romantic Vader. Was Stunned like... into silence. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think that's where it needs to go, honestly. Yeah, so, let's like, go. I think it. I, I kind of weirdly needs, want it because, like, don't you want to see like Batman and Catwoman, but it's Darth Vader and Sabe? Like, it's just don't yeah. you want to see that sort of art, basically? Yeah, and I'm not going to ask any like you know really obvious questions, but <laughs> but I do kind of want like at least like you know it doesn't have to be required, you know, or or you know whatever. I don't or know. There's, there's a curious trap door on vader's cod piece that may or may not be for physical uh usage yeah i mean is it just gonna be i'm like i'm like i don't want to do this and now we're doing it <laughs> and now we're is it doing just gonna it. be like it's just gonna be like it's like a it, trap door. he has a spring-loaded he has trap a, door yeah he's got oh, a back to tank that's big enough for two <laughs> yeah a back to tank for two. Oh goodness thank you for saying that 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 egg is pretty big yeah yeah, it looks comfy too. Yeah, I'm not going to contribute to this. <laughs> no, Grant, Grant is conspicuously silent. <laughs> Moving on. Um, um, these are yeah, the real questions. We're going to keep our E but rating. At the end, and even Vader at the end is just like, I am the Don. And I was like, okay. Yeah, and then OT is, what is OT doing? Is OT secretly yeah. so, Crimson Don this yeah. entire time? Let's just let's just, you know, let's put it on front street street. How far are we into this conversation? And we have not. This is the first time we've mentioned Ochi of Bastoon. Yeah. Yeah. 
he is a spineless, sniveling dweeb throughout this whole. Uh, yeah, arc. which is fine, right? Like, I don't. Yeah. That's a character. That's a character choice. Yeah, I don't hate that. Yeah, I just feel like they do this pack or whoever does kind of the same thing with him like three or four times throughout this, which is where he's playing sides against each other. And I kind of like the fact that we get like upper level chess players like Vader and the Emperor doing it right. And then we get yeah. Ochi kind of fumbling. But there's like four. There's like literally, I think, three times where Vader f- figure calls him Ochi on what he's doing, allows Ochi to live. And Ochi's just like. Yeah, that's what I was playing in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was doing. Exactly it. Yeah, like three or four times. And I'm like, Vader's not fooled. Yeah, I love how they yeah. keep... I mean, positive thing to say here about Ochi. Um, he's yeah. consistent. And they they wrote in, like, he his motivation that is, is that he aligns himself with the most powerful entity present at that time. Yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing I'll say Vader, for... But, yeah. Exactly. And, and the other thing is, like, Pac, to his credit, clearly knows what that character is. Right. Yeah. Like th- th- that character has been pretty clearly developed. I just don't know if we need the same thing happening over and over and over again. And yeah. it's hard like, to read that I think, character because I'm trying to like find that voice. Yeah. But it's like he always calls Lord Vader, Lord Vader. He's like, Lord Vader. Like, of course he won. Like, no one can stand up to Lord Vader. And it just says sort of he's almost like the he's always advertising, you know, lionizing Lord Vader to everyone. Yeah. Yeah, he's like hype man, but then he's looking for I mean right. much like Afro was too. He's like, all right, I'll be on your side and you know leverage this as best I can, and but you're always looking for an exit. Yeah, he's like a Afro. dumb Afra. Yeah. Yeah. Um so so <laughs> actually, and this is gonna now open the door to us having to talk about episode nine. Um not have to, but open the door to talking about episode nine. Uh so let's I I, Do I we need have a refresher to? on We'll just we can focus it on Ochi. Um, so it is implied that Luke and Lando at some point after episode six. Go on a search, right? Yes. And, and don't encounter Ochi because Ochi's already dead, right? Like they find a ship, mm. I think is what they say. So Ochi's already. So we don't actually know when Ochi, quote unquote, bites the dust. Right. But we do right. know. We know where. Wait, so he, but, but wait, he has the dagger, which via Goonies rules shows where the death, where, where Palpatine's like room of spoils on the Death Star is. Right. So it would have to be after episode six. I would assume Ochi dies, right? Probably. I mean, not necessarily though, because he could have that. I would assume by now everything in Exegol is like starting to. Oh no! Yeah, it has to be after. No, because the, because because it literally shows crash. like the yeah. broken chunks right. of the yeah. Death Star yeah. on the yeah. moon of on the other moon of Endor. That's the so, story I want to see. Is what happened yeah. to Ochi when he died on Fasana? Like why? Yeah. Why? How did he die? I, I mean, I think we'll eventually get there, but that's part of what I think. I think Pac is snake is, is. It was the snake. I think the the but Pac is like. It has kind of is, is 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 he hasn't written himself into a corner. He's been written to a into a corner because you can't kill Ochi because we know yeah. Ochi's demise is yeah. after episode six. So he just maybe, there's maybe literally it's just a scene all symbolism though. Maybe because it's like a snake kills him. He's a snakeish character who basically uh, plays all sides. Uh, sure, I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess Pat is doing what he is. can, yeah, with yeah. that character, but can't kill him. So we have these miraculous escapes. Like there's a scene we were talking about software where where the droid mentioned the the droid information droid that Padme repairs mentioned like or, uh, or Padme like Sabe mentions that oh you've escaped Vader four times, right? And I think Ochi now has escaped Vader's like like not been killed by Vader like ten times. Yeah. Like it's at this point of like Vader. I'm almost now judging Vader more than I'm judging Ochi. Like come on. Yeah. Kill this. Yeah, Vader. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Vader is perplexing in these comics because I'm. Yeah. Just like torturing these people and trying to show them what it means to bring order to the galaxy, and and you know he uses those creatures on that in that one stunt where there's he lets I guess Sabe Noche get attacked by these creatures, and 
more sandworms come out of somewhere and uses them all and shows it as a sort of like example of using all the monsters, using Crimson Dawn, using all the factions in this chaos, the soup of chaos that is the galaxy and having those factions just go at each other and root out the, the basically the, the infiltrators or the moles or the, the people who are, um, um, yeah. secreting into different organizations. So. Yeah. To me, it looks like Vader's lost his mind. Like he's, he really went through the ringer in that last arc. Um, yeah. then got yeah. smacked down again. And he's just like trying to find a purpose to like pour himself into, uh, other than just pure subjugation to the emperor. And I, I mean, like, I feel like he's coming apart a little bit. I did love yeah. going into the Imperial palace uh, and just Vader just chopping down, yeah, yeah. Guard yeah. And chopping down like delegates. Like yeah. that was wow, that was nuts. And the Emperor just watching, just yeah, off. the Emperor just being like, <laughs> "This is pretty cool." Half of it we could have done. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I too, I am enjoying like the the Vader. Anytime there's Vader Emperor interaction in this comic, it's great. Like it just, yeah. I love their. I, I mean, I don't love their relationship. That sounds. Really weird, but I I I, I enjoy. Favorite. Yeah, I'm I'm appreciating how it's written. Like it's just every time it's every any interaction, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it totally explains <laughs> who those two dudes are. Like the rule of two works. Like yeah, yeah. I love. I I was rereading the earlier like 2017 run of Vader, and mm. there's that great line where it's like Vader's just killing everybody, and Palpatine's like, you know, I do want to rule over people i don't want to rule over nothing so you can't <laughs> kill them all but like still he's like i kind of want to kill them all and uh, <laughs> all. Yeah. and i mean that's who vader should be right like he's yeah. just like yeah m- you know mirthless killer i i think the the biggest issue is i still don't and maybe this is not it's not like necessarily a bad thing but i don't know who vader would be if vader was the master Right. Like yeah. he is still so Anakin. He's still so that yeah. that kid Impulsive. sitting in the field with Padme yeah. that I just don't know. Like, like, I, I just feel like if he like if he had taken over, it, it just like it would have fallen immediately. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like this is sound and I love this is not a slight against Vader. I think Vader's a better apprentice than master. I feel like if Vader was a master, his apprentice would have killed him in like, I don't know, a week and a half. Maybe. I mean, I, I, he's pretty strong. I think actually he's Vader strong, but not a strategist. A, right. He would have just ruled with an like iron I fist. I need it's the like, best mo- moisturizers. Yeah. Back to fluid. <laughs> yeah. He would have just been like a classic authoritarian. I think would just be like, if you go against me, you die at the end. And yeah, I, mean, I don't know like if, if you walk well into his throne room, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. But it's and don't, you know, do exactly what he says. And like, we would just rule with fear. Um, but. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I saw some art this week, too, of a uh, light side Palpatine, which no one ever talks about, like a twisted world where he comes up through the uh, through like Palpatine comes up through the ranks. And like the question would be was like, who would his master be? Which is an interesting question. We don't have a list of masters. You'd have to dip back like Dooku, like the Dooku novels when he's coming up. Dooku was chosen by Yoda, which is like the elite you know, choice obviously yeah. there, but I don't remember the other masters that were possibilities uh, for. I have for Palpatine. Yeah, because they're about the same age. Ideas. Okay. Yeah, they are right. Like, yeah, I have two ideas for like wild speculative episodes. The and they're very much polar opposites. The first, some ways. The first is, what if kind of like we did our affinities episode. Which would be yeah. fun. Like, let's game out what would have happened if Luke actually did join Vader. Okay. Like, what would have what would have Vader a Vader Luke master apprentice relationship been like if if Luke turned to the dark side and joined Vader? And then the opposite is, what if we did a mirror mirror universe version of Star Wars, <laughs> where everyone was flipped? So basically, Dooku and Palps are light side. And right. then you get Yoda and like every, like a couple of other dark side. Qui Gon and Obi Wan or yeah yeah wow just just put it out there I know I mean let's not do it right now 
because I need a week. I need I need weeks to think about this, but I think it'd be fascinating. Yeah, that'd be that's interesting. That got to be in the right mood for the the what ifs. Um, I mean, it, don't you yeah. think? Don't you think Luke and Vader would just you immediately go to assail the Emperor and just take him out? Yes, they would. But what happens yeah. after that? How how one of them is going to get injured long? in that fight? You don't take out Palpatine without. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Luke's going to end up like being fight. like he's going to end up being a, a weird version of his dad, and then it's just like what ends up happening? Like Luke's just going to get. Basically, Luke's. All right, we're doing it. We're doing it, guys. Luke might perish Luke's, in that fight. Like, I think. I think Luke ends up separated. getting. So basically, I think Luke ends up getting the the lightning to the point of being Another affected to it, robot, like yeah. yeah, or to the point of like the Emperor, right? Like, yeah, like that. But the question becomes: They still kill him, and then the question is: How long is it until Luke actually figures out how to like? take control right and actually kill and then does and then does leia become his oh, apprentice right. like right like yeah we game this thing out quite a ways right and then how long till leia destroys luke right because she's actually stronger i think in many many yeah. ways. yeah so. i think this ends up with leia Star being Wars the emperor the sort of empress yeah emperor empress. it's palpatine yeah. and we didn't get like Imagine if Palpatine had kids. I guess, I mean, now we know he did. He did. <laughs> he did. Oh, he did. Oh, and he a did. granddaughter. But, um, yeah, actually, there's probably many Saran cast clones out there. But I was just, it's interesting because, like, Dune, you know, you have, <laughs> I, I hate to go back to Dune, but there's just, it feels no. like the Empire in Dune uh, feels like. It all goes back to Dune. It, it just feels like an extended family, like, you know, like that, mm-hmm. that yeah. house is um, yeah uh is its own house and i feel like that's it's it's palpatine's just by himself and it's there's no air like yeah it's yeah yeah it's a belief so the harkonnens have a have a have more going on than just than just the palpatines right and the skywalkers have yeah. weirdly less going on than the atreides yeah, I think actually, I mean, if you go like the whole orphan model and the adoption model, which is we saw a lot of in the sequels, you know, I think Anakin is uh, is Sheev's adopted son. Yeah, and that's sort of like how it works. And then like, but then a Skywalker adopts a Palpatine, right? And that's that's mm-hmm. flip to it there. Like a, you know, I know, a I, I know. Adopts a Skywalker and then a Skywalker adopts yeah, a Palpatine. And it goes a Palpatine. I I know there's a lot of critique about how small that makes the makes the galaxy, and I and I accept that critique. Yeah. Um, but there's also some weird, beautiful symmetry poetry in the fact yeah. that a Skywalker adopts a Palpatine. Like I, I, every time, like I don't know if the execution was to the point where I love it, but every time I in my mind tell myself that narrative, I kind of get choked up a little bit, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, there's kind of like a beautiful thing about that. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. All right. All right. Uh, I think we talked about What it. are we doing? What happened? Yeah, yeah. This is a Darth Vader comic book arc. Uh, it is oh, awesome. is that what we're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Um, we will be back with you next week uh, with a new episode, and we will decide what that is. I have a list of six different things, actually, that we might do next week. So, oh wow! Well, uh, why don't we talk about that off air instead of pitching yeah. something that may Let's or may not, not happen? Yeah, and um, and do our thing. But thanks very much for listening. Um, hope this enlightened you a bit on the comics, and um, it was exciting to think about new content coming up uh, with the news. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. May the force. Be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Coreworld News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. <laughs>